Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It is NXT Revisited. I am your host, Troy, and joining me today, the man who started us on this journey all those thousand years ago, Adam is here. Feels that way. Hi, everybody. Awesome. Now, special Dusty Rhodes Classic Edition of NXT Revisited. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. Um, And I wasn't sure going into it because I I knew that this was going to be the first round of the Dusty Rhodes Classic. I wasn't sure that we were going to get anything else but that. But they managed to to throw in different storylines as well on other people. So, you know, it's what they do best, though. Uh, and because uh, we here at the Rundown love to toot our own horns, and because I have the originator of the Rundown, and then obviously me being kind of the the, the John Cena to your Shawn Michaels, uh, we we've been having such a great fucking time with this uh, hottest female ter- uh, tournament, <laughs> and uh, we've we've seen just our expectations have just been blown sky high it blew our dicks off the amount of of votes that we've gotten this week uh we're so excited and obviously if you're listening to this you need to head over to rundownwrestling.com and get your votes in because you are running out of time that's right 5 p.m central time 6 p.m uh boston time uh we will stop Sasha, sasha banks is here yep okay it's boss time we will close the polls and on the rundown episode proper we will tell you who won this next or, or this round of first round matchups we've got of course six of them uh, then starting tomorrow night a brand new matchup and uh it's an interesting one to say the least <laughs> um that's kind of the nice thing about the first round is a mixed bag um i am i'm later in the week or next week i should say uh we start to get into some heavy hitters and that's really when I, I just follow the, just kind of follow the votes every couple of ha- of hours and go, holy shit, this is going back and forth. So we've had a couple of them this this round of them, and we're going to have more. But enough about all that shit because we are here to talk about NXT. Yeah, I still and, I still get the uh, the rundown emails on my phone, mm-hmm, and we're mm-hmm. sitting here at uh, at. <laughs> 305 unread in the in the inbox right now and it's oh. all fucking poll responses and i dude i try to to delete them as much as i can <laughs> and i can't keep up with it man yeah i don't touch yeah. them because i don't know if you, if you need them or if it's on the website no 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 right. they're just alerts coming i i delete them all because i i can see them i don't right. it's it's just letting me know if we were only getting you know like maybe 10 or 20 votes per matchup it would be a cool thing to kind of look at. But when you're getting 100, 200 votes, you're like, okay, I'm just going to wait until they all pile up and then just wipe the entire thing out. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So much easier start... to do on Gmail than on my phone. So Yeah, very much so. <laughs> 
Uh, so we start things off with promos from each team in the Tag Team Classic, um, which I thought this was kind of a nice way to show the teams that are in there and give them all a chance to you know, kind of say their piece. Agreed. I don't yeah. know if you were waiting for me. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for you. It's, it's nice to see uh, the all these guys. I mean, we got some some pretty good teams this year. A couple of surprise uh, wins and losses in the first round here, but we'll get to that when we get to that. Yeah. Uh, so the show starts up proper with Dusty Rhodes head. Oh, wait, no, but just some music. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we actually start things off with the one and only Ricochet and his partner, Alistair Black. Uh, so I guess they don't have tag team music yet. Nope. Uh, they're taking on Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel. Um, you know, and mm. this is a great way to start the Goldust Classic by taking the EU <laughs> right out of it. <laughs> the European Union. The um, European Union. Yeah, I was I was surprised that this was a first round match. I would think that they would want to maybe establish the Bartel and, and Eichner a little bit by maybe having them win the first round to go out in the second round, but no, huh. uh, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. Uh, so Percy says, take a look at the first winners and how it fast-tracked their careers. Fuck off, Perky. Percy. <laughs> winning the, winning the, Dust, the Dust Heroes Classic did not help or hinder Finn Balor and Samoa Joe one bit. It was merely a storyline. Yes, and... it was just a storyline. Um, during the match, uh, just a couple things that I have. Black kicked Fabian so hard that he face-planted at one point. <laughs> Um, swept the swept the leg, Johnny. Yeah, that's all you had to do. Um, there was also a really nice moment where where Rick grabs Eichner, throws him into Bartel, who then wraps his arm around him, and then he hits Bartel, which causes him to DDT Eichner. <laughs> yeah, there was also that um, I, I think it was the European Union tossed one of them into a a suplex, tossed him off off the top rope to the other guy who caught him in a vertical suplex. Yeah, it was pretty intense hey emily look at my pussy uh <laughs> and a cat uh nigel informs us i don't know if you've heard this before ricochet is from paducah kentucky what <laughs> it's it's filtered down now to nxt at this point it's, it's so ridiculous yeah um, at one point in the match black was thrown into the corner and we had Eichner hitting him with a dropkick in the ring and Bartel hitting him with a dropkick outside of the ring. That was cool. At the same time. Yeah, really cool. Um, and of course, stop me if you've heard this before, but Ricochet hit a, tope, uh, hit a toupee suicide. <laughs> <laughs> I, saw that, I saw that in the host thread. I didn't know if that was not a correct. He did that on purpose. Oh, no, I did it on purpose. Okay. <laughs> I know it's toupee suicide. Oh, it's just funnier that way. It's to say toupee suicide. Um, but... Uh, anything else you had to say before we hit the, the final final hit in this match? No. Okay. Do it. Alistair Black hits a black mass out of nowhere for the win. Um, so, yeah. So, Ricochet and Black are moving on. We don't have a name for this team yet. Blackishay. Blackishay? <laughs> That's what I've been calling them. I've actually heard that on a couple other podcasts, too. Nice. Otherwise, you get the the one in Moody. Uh, <laughs> Can we get Triple H to record a soundbite of that? There we go. Oh, you can you can do that shit now. And there and there an app that you can like pay celebrities to do comment like that shit for you now. <laughs> well, we'll see if he's yeah. on there. Uh, so we go from that to two strong boys uh, while they are shown while the War Raiders creep up behind them. 
Uh, then thankfully we cut away, so we don't know what happened to them after that. <laughs> it's still, it's still creepy. Yeah, they call, just kind of wandered kinda, up there. Not even that part. Just calling the, the, their insistence on calling them the, str- the big strong boys. The big strong boys. It's so fucking weird to me. <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, we get a recap of Dijakovic and Keith Lee. So at this point, I'm going to ask you uh, because obviously you've got um, a little bit of history with these two gentlemen. Well, one, uh, of, them. one of them. Yep. Uh, so what was your feeling on the match between Dijakovic and Lee? I thought it was beautiful. Uh, I think those two guys, uh, for the size that they are, are both just incredibly athletic. Keith Lee has, like, fat abs, which I don't think I've ever seen before. Like, he's got, like, a (laughs) gut, but there's a six-pack on the gut, which is weird. But, uh, no, I've always known that Dijak has that in him because, like like you said, I've known that guy for years now. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Keith Lee is just another one of those big fucking guys who can do crazy flippy shit. So right on. And your what was your feeling on them going to a draw? I mean, obviously it's kind of disappointing cause you don't want, but I understand why they did it. You don't want a match of that, you know, caliber, a match of that importance. You don't want a clean finish right out of the gate. This is going to be a thing that's going to go for a while as these two, just try to prove to the other which one is better, and so I have I have no issues with the with the first one out not having a, a clean finish or really a finish at all. Okay. Well, this time we get uh, Keith Lee sparring with some recruits before Dijakovic walks out. We got a and we got a Bugenhagen sighting. Yes, Bugenhagen was there, <laughs> um, and then That's the trainer, the trainer, which I I I couldn't see because my my can't, uh, phone got all glitchy, glitchy uh, kept calling. Uh, Dominic Dijak, so not his name anymore. <laughs> <laughs> a part of it, it's part, a of, part it. of it, but yeah. Um, so Keith Lee will take on Dominic Dijakovic in two weeks. Yes. Uh, so should be a fun match, and that one's going to prob- that one's going to end in a double disqualification. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. It's it's definitely not going to be the last time these two no, guys fight. Most likely, not. most likely, this is a match that they're setting up for Takeover New York. I would think so. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the Forgettable Sons make their entrance. <laughs> and uh, they are against Lorcan and Birch. Blurch. Um, Blurch, yep. <laughs> Lurch, Blurch, whatever. Borcan. Uh, discount aces and eights. Uh, kind of work your typical heel versus face match where, you know, they they keep only Lorcan away from Danny Birch and just kind of keep working them over. Uh, eventually, they wind up hurting Lorcan's back. Um, but of course, Lorcan has no issue with his back when he do- when he leaps to the outside and lands back <laughs> first into Blake. Mm. Yeah, uh, my my only note from this match that I actually wrote down was Jackson Riker looks like he should be in the Wyatt family. Uh, he he like I don't think he blinked the entire time. Did, know, they, <laughs> they kept giving us that close up on his face, and I'm like, that dude's a fucking psychopath. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. Uh, you know, I mean, once you you know you spend some time in, in armed combat, and it changes you. <laughs> uh, Cutler uh, does lock on a Boston crab, which of course Morrow screams that Larkin is from Boston, and that's totally disrespectful to him. <laughs> How ironic! I don't think that like it's a disrespectful thing to use a move <laughs> named after a city on a guy, but okay. Um. <laughs> So while he's in there, though, 
He proceeds to just relax and watches as Danny Burge climbs into the ring, runs over, and headbutts him right in the face. <laughs> he could see him the entire time. Yeah. I mean, hey, you wouldn't give Dolph Ziggler a Cleveland steamer, would you? That'd be disrespectful. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> um, would you, though, um, because he's not in, not exactly from there, but would you do a Russian leg sweep to Rusev? <laughs> Well, he's Bulgarian, but you could do you. You wouldn't do a Russian leg sweep to Vladimir Kozlov. There you go. I don't think he's from Russia either. Uh, so <laughs> after after a while, Birch gets tags in and then seems just really confused about what he should do. Nikolai Volkov. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah, like Birch gets tagged in. He like starts walking over to Cutler, stops, <laughs> looks and he's just like, ah, it's like, yeah, dude, you asked to be tagged in. <laughs> Which one's the guy? What am I yeah. doing? It's, it was so odd. Uh, with of course the announcers are just like he's got to realize he's going to do it by himself yeah he got tagged in it's his <laughs> turn to fight <laughs> that's oh, how this works yeah um, Blake hits a missile drop kick for two um, and then Birch instantly takes back out to the injured guy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks buddy yeah thanks uh, Cutler power bombs Lorcan into Blake's knees which I enjoyed um, and then they hit a stop and a reverse DDT combo for the win. So the forgettable sons are moving on to round two. Was not expecting that. Was not expecting that outcome. <sighs> yeah, you know, Lorcan and Birch are, are kind of that team that they're they're enhancement talent at this point, pretty much. Um, but yeah, it, it was kind of like the, the same thing where you know, Eichner and, and Barcel, where you're just like, they could do something with them, but they're just, no, we're, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> If, yeah, I, I think Eichner uh, and Bartel will be on NXT UK anyways. But Both these guys are, as well as Larkin and Birch are over there too. <laughs> well, just for, just for the one from uh, Royal Rumble Access that one time. Uh, yeah. Though, shout out to another uh, our sister show on the network, Hurry Up and Cruiserweight. I thought Larkin's match on 205 Live this week was fucking fantastic. Yeah, you know, he's, he's definitely a guy who, who can work, you know. Um, he's been sort of marginalized here and there. Um, and I don't know why it, it seemed like they were starting to work him as a singles guy. And then he just kind of disappeared. And then he came back now with him and Birch together. And yeah, it's always good to see, see Biff get some work though. Could it, could it be the shitty name that no one can pronounce? It could be the shitty <laughs> name that no one can pronounce. It, it could be the fact that he looks like he's lost a chromosome along the way. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it could be any number of things, but, uh, yeah, moving right along. Uh, Velveteen Dream heads out. Um, they, great, they, great segue by Moro, by the way. We've been talking oh, about the American Dream, and now here comes the Velveteen Dream. Thanks, yeah. thanks for that. Yep, because they both got Dream in the name. Get you it? You don't have to talk all the time. You can let the yeah. silences breathe. Mm -hmm. We've been talking about a guy with a last name Rhodes. Now here's a guy who drives on one. <laughs> Uh, so the crowd wants Velveteen Dream to do a speech, uh, but he yeah. says, this isn't a speech. This is a reminder that I am your new North American champion. Uh, and then, bro, Matt Riddle comes out. Not as gay. The original bro <laughs> just came out here to say hi, <laughs> which, which Dream waves at him and says, hi, bye. <laughs> Doesn't seem to work, though. Uh, Riddle says he wants a closer look at the championship. To which Dream holds it out to him, and he goes, now that I've seen it, 
Uh, <laughs> I might want to take it. <laughs> I might want to take it. Uh, so yeah, so so Jay says that he wants to see what it looks like around his waist. Uh, and then Dream says that he must really be on cloud nine. I don't know what he's referring to. Uh, <laughs> because Dream is not his bro, and the spotlight belongs to him. Then he proceeds to snap, and his spotlight comes on him. So good. This was amazing. This is so good. <laughs> this whole this whole segment of the promo was fucking great. It's, again, one of those things where Dream is one of those guys that, yes, he's a face, but he doesn't act like one. So you can put him against other faces, and you don't have to do anything different. He's a face that doesn't act like one, and he makes it work. Kind of like Bianca yeah. Belair, who's a face and doesn't act like one, and just seems like a raging cunt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Dream can be a complete asshole to everybody, and the crowd just eats it up. Yep. Uh, and then, yeah, Riddle coming out and, and laughing his way through his promo. Worked for his character, honestly. I think that was the cloud that Velveteen was referring to. Yes, yeah. But my favorite thing was definitely the crowd audibly laughed when Riddle was like, now that I've seen it. <laughs> it's just like, I mean, yeah, you, d- you did definitely get a, get a look at it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so I am uh, 100% down for that match. Yeah, yeah, the same. <laughs> Uh, so we go from that to a promo from Eels. In, in, 30, in 30 seconds, we had a better build for a North American title match than we've had in a month and a half for the Raw Women's title. <laughs> and it consisted of, like, maybe 30 words. <laughs> uh, yeah, so then we go to a promo with Io Shirai and Kyrie Sane. Uh, Io has her tits out, which I approve of. <sighs> and next week, Io Shirai will take on Bianca Belair to decide Shayna's next challenger. Um... This was a promo. Yes, it was. <laughs> um, Kyrie thinks that EO should win because something, something. Well, Kyrie then like grabs a piece of her hair, and that's <laughs> apparently her impression of Bianca, which was was cute. Uh, but yeah, I, I like the fact that Kyrie is just like we both won the title, but this is EO's moment. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was a nice way to kind of uh, make it so. You understand that Kyrie's not going to get in her way and just going to try to help her. Yeah. Um, but Io throws in some Japanese. I'm not well versed enough to know any of the <laughs> fucking words that she said, and I wasn't going to bother to look it up either. Um, but suffice it to say, she's going to, uh, you know, defeat the person who's never been defeated before. <laughs> never, not once. Yep, not once. Definitely not once. Definitely not at his takeover. Yep. <sighs> Well, if that made your dick hard, they're going to get even harder because it's time for the Street Profits. Uh, Ford has a ski mask on. Yes. <laughs> and a crown. And a crown. Ski mask and a crown. And apparently he's wearing that mask because he's going to steal the Goldust Classic trophy <laughs> uh, because they're black. Uh, <laughs> Is there, there's crime time 2019. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, the big strong boys and their lack of knee coverings arrive to face <laughs> off against them. Um, I like. I also like creepy Nigel, Uncle Trent. Yep, Nigel says Mustache Mountain wants to go deep in this tournament. It's three <laughs> fucking rounds. How like <laughs> you, we're already like half shafted this in the first round. Okay, like. <laughs> uh, also, why does Nigel hate the Street Profits? Is it just because they're black, or I make mean, very well could be because <laughs> because. They're he hates per- he hates teams. Percy too. So yeah, and they're another one of those teams that like they're faces, but not really faces. But like Nigel is supposed to be kind of the heel commentator, so shouldn't he hate the like uber faces of Mustache Mountain? Yeah, but they're 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 English, so I suppose there's a kinship white. there. <laughs> Nigel probably bro- voted for Brexit anyway. Probably. Um, 
During this match, I noticed that Dawkins shows the same amount of concern when Montez is on defense or on offense. <laughs> just, he jumps up and down and goes, Tez, 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 Tez. <laughs> same inflection, no, no different concern at all. Um, during the match, uh, Trent Seven chucked Ford outside of the ring like he was filled with feathers. Because yeah. uh, <laughs> he's a big, strong boy. Because he is a big, strong boy, yeah. Um, the Street Profits, again, put on a great match. Um, Mustache Mountain, obviously, are always always down for a good match. Yeah. Uh, there was one moment in here that was kind of weird. So Ford uh, hits a toupee suicidal on the outside. <laughs> And then instead of getting into his own corner, he runs around the ring and gets into the opposing corner, but then gets tagged in, <laughs> which I thought was illegal. And I wouldn't, I would have just been like, okay, maybe I got confused. But then, uh, <laughs> fucking Dawkins goes back to their original corner and gets tagged in a second later. It's like, okay, well, come on now. <laughs> It, it, it. I thought we were going to try to to follow the rules a little bit more of take team wrestling. <laughs> Street rules apply. I don't know. I guess uh, seven dragon suplex forward to the apron, which looked like it fucking hurt. Um, and bait hits a German, but uh, it's a two count. Uh, then a sloppy burning hammer wins it for mustache oh, mouth. Yeah, that was one of my notes. They all almost died on that finisher. Oh, gosh, it was. There was a couple of times here because earlier in the match. Um, they did that thing where where seven is just like a, a block of of wood for him to jump off of, <laughs> and he like kneed him in the the shoulders and like kind of fell hot half off of him, and I was just like, I don't think that's how that move is supposed to go. <laughs> yeah, another one, another kind of one of surprise, uh, another surprise finish and a surprise first round matchup. Again, I didn't think. I, I kind of surprised that the Street Profits lost again here, <clears throat> but uh, like you said, they don't seem to worry too much about that down in NXT so yeah you know and it's it's mustache mutant so yeah so yeah so mustache mountain will take on the forgettable guys in round two <laughs> uh so now we get to decide who will face off against uh blackache whatever you call them you uh, uh diy arrives separately but then they wait until the old music hits which i thought was a nice touch I'm not gonna lie i got goosebumps it was nice it was cool um <laughs> Of course, you know, Undisputed Era is Undisputed Era, and O'Reilly and Fish are always entertaining to watch together. Oh, yeah. Um, O'Reilly <laughs> gets in at one point, uh, grabs, I think it was Gargano, and goes, Bobby, get in here and help! <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is always great. These, these guys always run their mouth during their matches or with their yeah. of their ringside, and it's always great. And Bobby Fish is literally a crazy person. So he definitely is. I don't, I'm, I'm sure I've told the story at some point on one of the shows on this on this network before. But the one show that I worked with, uh, I worked with with Bobby Fish on. Uh, he had a segment at the beginning of the, of the show, the first half of the show, where he had full facial hair. I don't remember if it was a, a mustache or mustache and beard, whole goatee situation. By the time he came out for his match on the second half of the show, Hitler stash. <laughs> of course. As you do. Uh, you know, O'Reilly's right up there with him, though, because he did this weird little fucking dance during this <laughs> match. <laughs> and I'm just like, you guys have to kind of just stop and be like, what is going on in this match? Right now? <laughs> this is just four guys having fun is what this was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And 
again, this is the Undisputed Era, obviously, you know, Red Dragon previous to this, are a legit tag team. And they've yeah. worked together so much. They've got so many double team moves. Um, these are the guys, much like, you know, we saw with the Revival and guys like that who are who take the time to really concentrate on the art and, you know, and try to find innovative, innovative ways to do things, such as having one guy wheelbarrow another dude into a chin breaker and oh, then God. pulling him back into a German. Crazy. Right? Crazy. That's like, come on, man. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I could ahead. not figure out the back of Bobby Fish's trunks. Uh, he's uh, infamous. Okay, because all I could see, all I could see was the I I N F, and then the logo, and then all that was on the other side was it looked like N O. I guess maybe it was M O, and the U S was somewhere of the fuck else. So, but I was like, is it like Inferno? What the fuck is going on? Yeah. There? So that was it was confusing to me at first too, because I'm like I was like that their their logo doesn't look like an A, <laughs> but it's representing an A on his trunks. Okay. And if it wasn't for Maro calling him the infamous Bobby Fish, okay. it wouldn't have been in my head. Gotcha. But yeah, so. The uh, the last two letters in it were in yellow because that was on a white background of the thing. So that's why it was weird too because the color changed halfway through the fucking word. Okay. So yeah, it it was odd, but yeah. I I figured it out because I'm like, <laughs> is that supposed to be like a U E? Like, is that like in fuego, but not in in fuego? Like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, yeah, right. definitely definitely not as well thought out as it could have been. <laughs> And again, like I said, you have you have letters in your logo. Yeah. So making it then represent a letter that's not in that logo is weird. Yeah. Uh, okay, what else we got here? Oh, yeah. Uh, there is a point where O'Reilly tries to do a spinning leg sweep on Champa, and while he jumps to avoid it, he then drops a knee on O'Reilly's head, which was so fucking smooth. <laughs> um, Gargano hit a blockbuster on the outside while Champa hits a blue thunder bomb, but still not enough. Um, Johnny Tagger gets in and they attempt a double team move, but to no avail. Gargano hits his DDT, but O'Reilly locks it a dragon sleeper. Now this was really fucking cool yeah. because you, you kind of forget sometimes that O'Reilly is this like MMA guy. Yeah. And then you start seeing shit like that where he just like out of the blue fucking locks in a, in a submission move. Um, Gargano is able to lift, deadlift him up and Champa hits him with a knee strike. <laughs> But again, that's just a two count, because <laughs> of course it is. Yep. Uh, O'Reilly and Gargano both hit discus punches. Now, this is another fun segment. So Gargano hits O'Reilly, then O'Reilly hits Gargano, and then Gargano hits him again. O'Reilly backs up and does a wacky line, essentially. This, uh, this, this is the only part of this match that bugged me. <laughs> so O'Reilly hits a wacky line. Comes back, gets hit again, falls and hits another wacky line. On the, the, on the bottom rope the second time. Yeah. And it comes back and they clothesline each other. Yeah. It's like, it's like, what the fuck is going on? That, yeah, that was the only part of the match that, that bothered me. That I was like, come on. Yeah, it was a little unbelievable. Just, yeah. Yeah. Just a skosh. Yeah. Uh, Champo proceeds to buttfuck Bobby a fish on the outside. <laughs> Can't tell me that's not what it looks like. <laughs> Um, eventually they go to the top rope and Bobby Fish hits a top rope spinning Michinoku driver. Yeah, Jesus. For a two count. <laughs> oh, sorry, O'Reilly hits the, hits the knee then after that, then gets a two count. Uh, but he locks in an arm bar and then Fish hits a headbutt, 
which you would think should mean that the move should be broken up, but apparently not. <laughs> just keep going with it. Uh, before Gargano just shoves O'Reilly on top of him, and that's what breaks up the, up the uh, armbar. Uh, from there, uh, Ciampa hit a spike DDT, and Gargano hits his springboard DDT for a two-count. Two <laughs> uh, finally, Ciampa gets back in, and DIY hits the meat in the middle, which is still a dumb name for that move, for the three. I, I, honestly, I literally did not know that was the name of it until tonight. Oh, I went, and then they said it, and I'm like, wait, wait really? That, that's the name of it, apparently. Tell me they don't spell it M-E-A-T, because now I just want to kill myself. Oh, that would be fantastic. <laughs> it wouldn't make any fucking sense, considering n- neither of their gimmicks are that they're like carnivores or anything like that. But all right. But speaking of carnivores, the War Raiders wander out to stare down two guys who still have to beat two other teams to even get a match with them, and also aren't going to be in the tournament as of next week. But anyways, whatever. <laughs> That's it. That was my last comment. Congratulations on advancing. You'll be removed from the tournament next week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I guess. You know, the breaking news, of course, is that Tommaso Ciampa is going to have spinal fusion surgery, which is never a good thing. Now, I guess, thankfully, it's not his his L3 and L4, which would have ended his career. Yeah, Uh, it is. It is lower down on his neck. Um, I think it's I didn't I didn't see exactly where it is, but I'm thinking it's more page like. Um, where she was able to obviously come back afterwards, but for for a bit, for a bit. But again, it's you know, it's a it's a neck injury, and that's yeah. fucking problem. I mean, you look at uh, guys like Kurt Angle have had fusion surgery on their on their necks, and he was never really the same after that. Um, you know, Champa is a guy that he moves around a lot and does a lot of flippy shit and stuff like that. And I don't know if he's going to be able to continue to doing that. Yeah. Um, and. This is again, again. This fucking sucks, man. Like it does. Yeah, Jason and I talked about it on on the Blender on Sunday. Just how, just how much this fucks up their entire plan. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, um, Gargano and Champa haven't actually been seen on Raw and SmackDown lately uh, because of this. Yeah. And instead, it seems like that uh, Black O'Shea have been kind of given their spot that they were going to get. Yeah. Um, but we have been working for fucking. Th- three years at this point on this Gargano Ciampa storyline. Yep. And again, delayed again, we are not going to get a payoff for it. Um, (sighs) So it leaves it where we don't know. We obviously know that Gargano now needs to somehow find an opponent for what will be the vacant NXT championship. Yep. And then we also don't know how this affects Gargano on the main roster, if he's just going to not show up anymore on the main roster and focus on NXT, or if they are going to use him as a singles guy up there. Welcome to 205 Live. Yeah, that's the worry, obviously. <laughs> um, now, obviously, Gargano is great. He could do whatever, you know, yeah. he could do some good things up there, but it's kind of the island of, island of misfit toys. So, yeah. um, you know, that would, that would really derail his opportunities on... Um, the main roster to do, instantly go to 205 live um so so yeah so you've got champa who obviously you know on, on towards the end of his ring of honor career you know blew out his acl um you know comes into nxt has this you know this big fucking feud between him and gargano winds up uh, bursting his acl again you know finally gets back from surgery has had this awesome run for the nxt championship and now has neck injury so um 
at this point, you kind of worry because, you know, he's a guy that just debuted on the main roster and is instantly injured, and you start to worry about how Vince is going to look at that. Yeah. Because we know he hasn't always been kind to people who have had injuries. <laughs> um, but on top of that, too, you do, like I said, have to worry then about Champa going forward because this is a guy who is already, you know, kind of getting up there in age. And you start to worry about, you know, injuries racking up on on a guy who's, you know, relatively just kind of starting to hit his stride. Yeah, I was just about to look that up, how, how old he is. Except I can, yeah. never, I can never spell Tommaso correctly on the first try. Uh, there we go. So he's just about three years younger than me. So he's 33. So 33, yeah. But again, like, I mean, it's, it's two knee injuries and a neck injury. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not simple things it's not little stuff this is yeah. three major events right we look at it as well i mean somebody like tegan knox who's you know in her 20s and has had two two fucking major knee injuries and you start to worry if she's ever going to work again you know and it's it's the same kind of thing it's it's you know gargano now we don't know when the injury occurred this could be something that's been going on for a while um or it could have just it, could have been anything, honestly, with a neck injury. Any kind of, I mean, you can just take a normal flat back bump and you could, you know, shatter your fucking spine. So you never, you never quite know, you know, how this happened. But as fucking, fucking Neville's shattering his ankle on a baseball slide, you know? Yeah, so. exactly. Exactly. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's not one of those things where you can instantly look at, you know, this, this is what, this is how it happened. Yeah, you know? It's not I mean, a, it's not a stone cold Steve Austin Owen Hart thing. Exactly. Yeah, this is something that probably he's been working through for a while, and it's just been getting worse. So, um, and obviously he wanted to work, continue to work through it, but uh, in WWE you can't do that as much as yeah. you can on the Indies. So, uh, they definitely made the right call to prolong his, you know, career. And and I think that once he comes back, obviously at this point it'll be 2020 when he'll get back in the ring. Um, but I think that. They could have some plans with them. We'll as well to see what happens with Gargano. Obviously, tailor made for you know him coming back and going instantly into a Gargano feud. Even again, Gargano's on the main roster again. Yeah, <laughs> um, but he's 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 too good of a worker. He's too good of a talker for them to just. Oh be done yeah, with them. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. So yeah. So we. Uh, I mean, you know, we'll kind of we'll kind of see what happens there, and they they didn't reference it at all on this episode. Obviously. No. Um. But we'll we'll have to see going forward here. Now we we have another I want to say three episodes um, in this taping, and then after that I would think that we would have to you know quickly, obviously because we've only got like two or three episodes before then take over New York, come up with a new person to fight against them. And I think some of us are throwing around possibly Matt Riddle. Well, obviously he's probably going to go into a prom a thing now. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm a fan of the uh, the Gargano Cole idea. Yeah, Gargano Cole would be a good idea. Even Gargano Roddy, yeah. um, if you wanted to have Roddy go for the for the title, because Cole was kind of going for the North American Championship, yeah. but they're not really doing anything now, so you can kind of just interchange them. Yeah, I mean uh, it's 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 going to be. I mean, yeah, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be good when Gargano finally you know gets that NXT Heavyweight Championship. But it's it's just one of those situations where it sucks because. Wouldn't it mean so much more getting it off of Tommaso as opposed to just winning winning a vacant belt? Right. Yeah, you definitely lose a, a bit of that uh, um, 
a bit of that moment too of yeah. him finally overcoming Tommaso. And at this point now, depending on what they do, if they decide to make it where Johnny injures him, and that's what makes them vacate the belts, you know, but that seems like kind of a weird thing to do because otherwise it's like, well, this whole thing has been kind of building up to Johnny turning on him in order to get the belt. So, damn it, damn it Johnny, did you beat up another guy in the parking lot? God damn it, Johnny. <laughs> you know, this is why we have cameras there. You realize that, right? We caught you on camera the entire time. <laughs> Again. Again. <laughs> Nikki Cross isn't even down here anymore to, to spy on you. I mean... Not that well, she's she, up, not that she's she doing much up there either, but yeah. <laughs> you don't know she's not kicking her on there, and she ain't on fucking SmackDown, that's for sure. Uh, so I think that'll do it for NXT Revisited this week. I want to give a big thank you to Adam for joining me. Of course, I've enjoyed it. Awesome, making the and round, of course making the rounds this week. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, you can definitely catch Adam uh, every uh, Sunday, right? Sundays when he drops. Yep. On Making the Grade, uh, his review of the main roster Raw and SmackDown shows, uh, as well as Nitromania. The next episode is coming when? Soon. I still have, Soon. To, I still have to watch the next episode of Nitro. There you uh, go. I actually just recorded uh, this weekend's Making the Grade before we did this, and uh, it's, a, it's a good one. I get, uh, I get, up, I get upset. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's good. Um, yeah, so you are fresh off of Halloween Havoc over on um, on Nitromania. Yep. So should be should be a good one coming up here. And then obviously, like I said, making the grade um, coming out Sunday will be really good. You can find me here tomorrow with uh, potentially our new co- new co-host Ginger, as well as maybe Sal maybe. if he's you know he has to pass his drug test first. So <laughs> before we can allow him to go back to work, um, but. Yeah, so we'll be on the rundown proper. We will give you the uh, winners of the six matchups that we've had this week, as well so as a tough week. Next six, so it was a tough, tough one. Yeah, uh, there was there was really only two matchups that were blowouts. Everything yeah. else were were pretty close on everything. And obviously, there's still some voting that that could change, but I don't think those two are going to change. But the other matchups can definitely swing one way or the other. Yeah. I think. Um, but yeah, make sure to head to, to rundownwrestling.com to check out all of that. And uh, with that, we will NXT you next week. 